Welcome to the podcast of a patient's journey through forensic services. My name's Claire and I'm a consultant forensic psychiatrist and today I'll be interviewing Alan who's a former patient. Alan's going to be talking to us about his own personal experience of being admitted to a medium secure hospital. Thank you for joining us Alan. Thank you, hello. Alan, I wonder if you can cast your mind back to when you were first admitted to hospital and perhaps you can explain to us how you came to be there. Well I used to be an engineer. I studied environmental engineering and I, um, I left my job, um, got pretty stressful. After that um, I went on, um, I was living with a girlfriend at the time and we, when I lost my job obviously we lost income as well. So um, we ended up losing a house sale that we were trying to get at the time. The house sale got very, very complicated. And after that I, I started to become unwell, got very depressed become unwell and that led me uh, uh, to commit two offences. Um, the first offence was a, a sword offence um, in a recruitment agency and the, um, the second offence was m- more serious than that um, where I attacked somebody. Um, so that was what led me to be put in prison. Um, the police arrested me um, quite soon after the second offence and um, basically um, I was in prison on remand for nine months and then after that I went to um, I went to a medium secure unit and that's how I came to be in prison uh, hospital sorry (laughs) What do you remember about your first few weeks of being in a medium secure unit on the admissions ward? Um, well, it was a very frightening um, experience. Um, I was very confused by the situation, and it was obviously a, a pretty stressful uh, time. Are there any things that you particularly remember about when you arrived on the ward? Um, well, when I arrived in hospital, um, I was quite shocked to see carpets and furniture and sofas and that sort of thing, which I hadn't seen for a long time, um, paintings on the wall. Um, so it was all... Um, it was all new to me, uh, well, it was all a big shock to me, having um, spent that time in prison. Um, so basically, um, yeah, it, they, they, that was the first thing that hit me. And then there was um, obviously other patients on the ward. Um, they were pretty unwell as well. Um, they'd all you know, been di- diagnosed with uh, various types of mental illnesses and psychosis. So... That was um, basically, you know, it was just an unpleasant time, really. Would you be able to tell me anything about the average day on the ward and things that you remember from your daily routine? Well, you, you'd get up normally quite early if you sort of wake up at about eight or nine, maybe a bit earlier, have a shower, shave. Um, you'd have to be supervised for your shave, and then you would um, have breakfast, have lunch, have tea. There's nothing to do in between, not much at all. In fact, very little occupational therapy in the actual um, hospital itself. So, yeah, I mean, it was... Um, I mean, there wasn't much to do. It was quite, you know, very boring. Um, you're in quite a small, confined space... Um, you don't really know your location within the building. If you want anything from staff, 
if you want something from the vending machine which you don't know where it is staff can go and get that for you um, uh, um, it was just just very little to do for long 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 periods of time you referred to food in the vending machine. Yeah. Do you remember anything about the food and how you got clothing and your money sorted? On the um, yeah, well, one of the first things they do, um, staff organised your benefits, which is uh, an, an upgrade, really, from prison when you're, you're on £2.50 a week in prison in hospital. Benefits are slightly, well, considerably more than that. But obviously you need clothing, you need... Uh, deodorants and shaving cream which is is supplied um but most patients um when i was there um this is obviously a while ago now um when i was there a lot of people smoked heavily and they would spend a lot of money on on their tobacco were people allowed to smoke within the unit at the time yeah at the time um you'd have a a hot um a smoking room and inside the smoking room, you'll have um, some sofas, and people, uh, patients would sit around smoking, chain smoking, um, all day long. Um, and we know what the you know the, the health problems are associated with smoking, and how it stops your circulation and the rest of it, and all the other health pro- problems associated with it. So you're sitting there smoking. Occasionally, staff come in and have a cigarette with you. So, yeah, that's pretty much what you'd spend the day doing. As you say, that was your experience a few years ago. Yeah. You've mentioned the staff. How did you get on with the staff and with the other patients at the time? Um, well, to be honest with you, when, you, when you're on the admissions ward, there's a bit of an atmosphere. Um, and there's um, sometimes patients and staff um, argue between each other over one thing or other for example if somebody wants to listen to music they may or may not be allowed to um, same with um, food and clothing there are arguments there are arguments about um, who controls the um, remote control for the television and what channels are watched um, you have to bear in mind you're in a quite a small confined space sharing with I don't know maybe seven or eight other patients quite a change to get used to was there anyone that you could turn to if you had a problem or if you had a complaint well the problem is you're if you've committed an offence you're on a you're on a back foot anyway so really um, who you turn to for support um, is a good question it's I think it's the other way around it's really if, if somebody um, has something happens to them in life it it, it, you soon find out who your friends are and you soon find out who helps you and who doesn't um, so you could turn, you could talk to people about various things uh, may or may not get um, positive response sometimes the staff seem to be helpful sometimes they seem to be less helpful because they're busy or whatever other reason In terms of other support from outside did you have any contact with your family and friends? during your admission? Um, yeah, I had um, had a few calls from friends and I had a few calls from my family. Um, I don't think on the admissions ward, I can't recall now, but I don't think you can phone out, but you, you can certainly receive calls. I think I think you can phone out, but it's a supervised call with your uh, 
social worker or whatever. Okay. Thank you. Did you have to take medication while you were in the admission ward? And if so, what impact do you think it had on you? Yeah, well, you, you, there's like a, a, a medication um, hatch and you go to the area um, at certain times and you queue up behind the other patients and you... Um, you get you get given the medication that the doctors put you on. Um, that medication ha has um, it's um, should keep you well, but it also um, has side effects. And those side effects, for example, could be weight gain. Um, other people experience different types of um, medication, but there are, of course, um, you know, there's new meds coming out all the time. I wonder, you've alluded to it being quite a difficult time, and I wondered how you coped with it when you were admitted. Well, I guess you kind of... Um, I mean, so, some some evenings you're, you're, you're basically exhausted, um, and you can... It's a difficult environment to coexist with other people that are unwell, so, you know, when you get back into your room um, because you'll have a in a hospital you'll probably have a single room um, then you, you're just exhausted and basically you, you, you might just pray at the end of it all. What did you expect when you were admitted to hospital? Did you have an idea of what would be needed to progress? No you don't really understand the situation very well and unless of course you've been in the hospital before or a similar type of hospital, you have to you you, you only you you get information from other patients and sometimes staff about certain things. But no. if you could give some information now to yeah. yourself back then, yeah. what would you say to yourself about the process? Is there any information that you think would have been helpful to have? Difficult to say. I mean, I mean, it could be argued that the the system works reasonably well. Um, so protecting the system is a good idea. If you save one soul, then that's probably job done, really. Um, but it's it's, it's difficult. Um, you know, there, there's so many different. You, you, it's a it's a it's a journey through through. Um, you, it's a journey of reflection. It's a journey of the future or lack of future whether there's light at the end of the tunnel you you don't really know at that stage so yeah it pretty much feels like uh, world's end at that point well, Alan thank you for sharing your personal experience with us I know the, the podcast in the future will be looking at the next stages and you've shared with us your admission experience so thank you very yeah. much okay thank you